What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Maybe you've heard by now that in spite of the economic challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, rental housing remains coveted as an asset class amongst investors, with demands running high in many U.S. metro areas. The need for shelter exists in any economy, making real estate investing a virtual recession-proof endeavor. Specifically, the build-to-rent segment of the real estate sector emerged as one of the strongest since the pandemic started in early 2020. You've been hanging around here for long enough, and you've heard us sing the praises and share about the power of real estate investing, and you probably know that it's time for you to start and grow your own passive income stream. Well, this is where we come in. Save your free virtual seat in our once-in-a-year live workshop about the hottest trend in real estate, build-to-rent strategy, to finally create that passive income and financial security you've always dreamed of. Join the totally free session by going to today's show note or going to thekittysisters.com slash resources. That's thekittysisters.com slash resources, where you'll be able to soak up some knowledge on why you do not want to overlook the build-to-rent strategy and what to do to get involved instead. And of course, much more than that. We'll share with you how just one right investment can change your life trajectory and skyrocket your profit. To save your free seat in the class again, go to today's show note or go to thekittysisters.com slash resources, and we'll see you there. We're actually not only drawn to Class A properties. In some scenario, we think Class B or Class C properties still holds opportunities. It's all about which properties will yield the highest return with the lowest risk. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Hey, 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 cash multipliers, another week is upon us, and we don't know about you guys, but man, has it been a doozy of a year already. I think a lot of people are feeling a certain kind of way right now. You're totally right, Nan, and honestly, I think it's really important that we acknowledge it. We want to be sensitive to the state of our world and where our listeners are coming from. This is a tough time between the heights of war, inflation of all-time high, and navigating what we hope is the tail end of the pandemic. We totally get it if you're asking yourself some hard questions. Consider us right with you right now. So we want to start today's podcast in a simple state of acknowledgement about where the world is at and tell you that it's completely okay if you're not okay. While everything around us seems like it's out of control, we're here on a simple mission to remind you that you can still take control of your financial life. Even if strawberries are $5 each and the gas price are making you question if you really need to leave your house today. I'm not leaving the house today, Palm. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Totally. And while the news is cycling in the background, apartment syndication and investing to grow your passive income empire are still reality that can come true for you this year. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about the ABC of class to consider in your apartment investing journey. Like we have mentioned before and have dedicated almost 30 podcast episodes to this, apartment syndications come with its own lingo and lessons. When you're in a room with investors, it's common to hear phrases like, 
I only buy A-class properties, or I focus on investing in B or C-class properties. And sometimes you'll even hear them grading neighborhoods too, saying things like, that's a C-class property in a B-class neighborhood. If you're thinking, hey, huh, this subconsciously sounds like a report card, then you're on the right track. These investors are literally grading buildings and neighborhoods. And if you're anything like us, you're only going to want to, you know, the top-notch grades. And don't forget to ask about extra credit, man. Um, you know I love extra credit. Indeed, I do. So what properties do you want to own? What is going to fit your portfolio best? We'll break down the property and neighborhood grading systems real estate investors often use to classify the properties they buy. And bonus, we'll also explain why we're such huge fans of A and B class properties. You're going to want to stick around until the end of this episode. The reason may not be what you think. So what's about the A, B, C, and Ds? All right, we're going to be honest with you guys here. We actually aren't a huge fans of the A, B, C gradings of buildings and neighborhoods that most investors use. But as anyone who has bought their way into anything, sometimes you got to learn the internal language to fit in, right, Palm? Yes, yes. <laughs> you will want to learn to establish your internal investment criteria. There's another important reason to understand the classification system. It gives you a sense of who will be living in a particular apartment complex. This helps you evaluate the risk and returns. And before we move on any farther, there's one thing that Palm and I want to make abundantly clear. Ethics. We always believe in doing the right thing and it's valuable to discuss the reasoning for ethics behind classifying properties and neighborhoods. And as we mentioned earlier in today's podcast, these are some trying times, which is why it's no secret that ethics behind classifying neighborhoods does come with some unfortunate circumstance around it. Definitely. So we can discuss this topic more in depth for hours and hours, but there are so many resources out there. So we encourage you to do your due diligence and educate yourselves on this topic. Part of what we do and what we take pride in is to improve the properties and make them safe, clean, well-kept place for our tenants to live in. We aim to treat all of our tenants with respect. We can all do with a little bit more kindness in this world anyways. Definitely. Absolutely true. Okay, guys. So how are these properties graded? What qualify as a good score? For most investors, this goes back to simple property characteristic and age. So Nan, <laughs> as you know, never ask a woman or her apartment building their age. Again, we're not huge fans of systems simply because there's no objective way of like each of these classes are defined. Different investors include different characteristics and value them differently within the grading system. So everyone's different with their grading scale? That's nightmare. <laughs> exactly. But here are some commonly included like building characteristics that are based off of that scale. Palm, are you ready to list them out? Yes. <laughs> Number one, the quality of the building. Number two, affordability. Number three, amenities provided. Number four, tenant income levels. Number five, gross prospects. Six, expected market appreciation. Seven, livability of the property. Number eight, need for upgrades and rehab. Nine, location, although some investors separate this out and grade the location independently. Number 10, and rental income returns. Phew, that's a lot here. Yep, <laughs> and you know us, and we don't really play by everyone else's rule. So here's a quick rundown of how we give our properties their grades. Yes, 
So class A properties are quality newer buildings that were built within the last 10 to 20 years. They have all the amenities tenants are looking for, like posh gyms and front desk concierge services. They also have Pinterest-worthy countertops made from quartz or granite and stainless steel appliances. You'd be surprised, but that is actually one of, you know, the top kind of thing. The look and feel of the place need to be Pinterest-worthy for sure. <laughs> Indeed. So, so these properties are typically located in downtown or nicer single-family neighborhoods the neighborhoods surrounding the apartments are owned, not rented, and attract higher-income professionals. You get the idea. Class A properties are seen by many investors as investments for long run. They're looking for, you know, like legacy investment. They don't need the monthly, quarterly cash flow. They just want to invest in apartment complexes that are often seen as having a higher potential for market appreciation. So what this means is if you're someone who has the personality to go big or go home, or if your friend describes you as a little bit bougie, if you're always buying the latest, greatest phone on the market, then Class A apartments investing might be for you. So now next up is Class B. Class B properties are older buildings, often 20 to 30 years old, with higher rental fin finishes. They may have wood flooring, granite top countertops, luxury vinyl planking, white or black appliances, which let's not forget were at the height of luxury back in the days. Plus, they don't have a lot of the amenities. Some larger apartment buildings may have a pool, a front desk where Class B apartments will just have an office or leasing area. Location-wise, they are often outside of downtown, perhaps in a neighborhood with more townhomes or other multifamily apartments. These properties can cash flow relatively really well and have you know, low vacancy rate. They also have the potential for market appreciations. Since they may be fairly close to desirable neighborhoods, Class B properties could also be the path of progress in terms of city growth, which is a big deal because that's what you want to improve neighborhoods. For example, oftentimes investors will buy Class C properties and improve their finishes, landscaping, external appearances to force appreciation and make them more like a B-class property. In other words, people buy C-class properties to give them a big glow up. Suddenly, everyone's into quote-unquote new buildings. So if you're someone who hates picking up the hammer, think Goldilocks was noble for being just right. And people describe you as high maintenance even though you're really totally not. Class B is for you. Investors who invest in Class B love the idea of less deferred maintenance. They want to invest where the medium household income is $60,000 or above, depending on which part of the country you're investing in. Increasing rent without doing major renovations is achievable. Less expense, more income, equal higher ROI, meaning more money in the pocket to the investors. On to Class C. So Class C properties are usually those who are built 30 to 40 years ago with pure rental grade finishes. They're cheaper, non-stainless steel appliances, laminate countertops, rare, often older amenities, Tenants are largely workforce housing. They're usually located in neighborhoods composed mostly of multifamily properties, and they may have somewhat worn down compared to other apartments. Definitely. So classy properties generally cash flow pretty well. Investor can force appreciation by upgrading them to, you know, more like B properties. You know, putting in more upgrade appliances, repaving the parking space, etc. Do you remember what our first property in Fort Worth, Texas was, Palm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how could I have forgotten that C-class apartment? It was located in a not-so-ideal neighborhood, but it performed really, really well for us, giving us a 1.5x multiple in 20 months. Whew, we missed that one. <laughs> I know. I love it, too. Even though now we tend to look more towards Class A or B apartments due to less deferred maintenance 
every once in a while, a classy catches our eyes. Hey, Nan, like we're known for the opportunistic, right? Yep. So what would you say is the profile of classy investors? That's a really good question. So for classy investors, they're looking always at like the glass being half full. They're into classic with a modern twist. And they're always creating their own version of trends. Agree. So class D, last up. Classy properties are older, often run down, and in need of major repairs. They may be located in an area of a, a little bit higher crime neighborhood and are having a decline in population and businesses. And they have the risk of having higher vacancy and frequent evictions. On paper, Class C properties may appear to cash flow well, but you have to take into account the higher vacancy delinquency rates that's going to happen in those properties. Yes. So due to the higher risk, we'll tell you guys like right now, straight up, we highly encourage all passive real estate investors to stay away from Class D apartments. If your sponsorship team wants you to invest in Class D neighborhood, ask them if there's something that you don't know. I mean, for us, D is really don't, right? <laughs> so some questions you might want to start with. What is their business plan? Is there data to back up their underwriting? And what are the returns that they're presenting to you? And do they have experience turning around D-class properties? In other words, what's their track record? Definitely agree with Palm with asking those questions. So even though you might have heard us preach high risk, high rewards, some risks simply aren't worth it, right? So on top of these, remember what we said earlier in this podcast. Do your work on ethics and learn why the neighborhood is the way it is and go above and beyond and learn for yourself. The answer might surprise and educate you. So if you're sitting there listening and thinking class A is the way to go because you're a risk avoidant person, think again. Each building class differs, so also it comes with the understanding that it has inherent risk and that goes along with each class. Most investors see type A property as low risk, which I mean class A. For example, due to the tenant base, there's a low risk of evictions and also the possibility for market appreciation, which attracts a lot of passive investors. In comparison, Type D properties are seen as higher risk and more effort. This is due to the amount of vacancy and evictions that happens in these type of properties on the regular. There's also a, like little possibilities of market appreciating unless you buy a neighborhood that is becoming gentrified down the road. Leaders are learners, and we know we have some of the best leaders listening to our Cashflow Multipliers podcast here. So back to the conversation about each class and their risks. We see risk a little differently. We're actually not only drawn to Class A properties. In some scenario, we think Class B or Class C properties still holds opportunities. It's all about which properties will yield the highest return with the lowest risk. New asset classes like A-class like means less vacancy, less deferred maintenance, and more items to write off for depreciation. And you know that we're all about paying as little taxes as possible, right? Yep, legally, ethically, and morally, of course. In newer asset classes, we experience less pushback from tenants to increase rents and have higher renewal rates. This means cost savings when preparing to get a unit ready to move in. This is simultaneously lowering our turnover costs and also vacancy costs. Our portfolio is mainly made up of A and B classes, renting from high 800s to 1500 per month, etc. We believe this lowers our risk and maximizes our return over the long term. If you want more insight into this topic, We'll refer you to one of our earlier episodes, episode 15. Don't get caught in these six investing no-nos on why we like class A and class B assets the best. Last but not least, educate yourself. You should familiarize yourself with the A, B, C, D property classification system. 
investors and members of your team will use it often. And you don't want to be the one on that webinar or, you know, like team meeting asking where everyone is getting these report cards grades from. What do you think our portfolio says about us? Honestly, I think it's all about specialization. I think we took the time to learn, see what classes investment works for us. And from there, we built up expertise. I totally agree, Nan. And I don't think we would have been able to deep dive into all these without having a greater understanding of what the class of properties are and what they're meant and how we can play a part in making them even better. Now, it's up to you. Define your own internal investment criteria from the beginning. Avoid any possible mistakes you can make. I know we like to poke fun of stereotypes, but in all seriousness, you know what works for you and your schedule and your finances. So go forth and become the top of your class. After all, you have the grades to prove it. Yep, definitely. Okay, guys, that's it from us today. We love hanging out with you guys and hope you are having a great time too. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Kitty Sisters. And of course, grab the show notes and other free stuff at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. Talk to you guys soon. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. <laughs>